This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. You're half right, big show or big voice guy. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. It is not Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, though. It is Rami Makloff of The Rami Show, which will get started at 3 o'clock or uh, whenever this Brewers game ends, whichever might come first. And for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer this afternoon, and uh, whether it's this show or The Rami Show, taking you right up to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show with Tim Allen right here on 1250 AM The Fan. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Rami show, which usually starts at 3, uh, the way we do things is so you can keep track of the Brewers game while taking in this fine program. If something good happens, you'll hear this. And if something bad happens, you will hear... Oh, boy, where is it? You will hear this. And uh, something bad happened during the break. Before I get into what we're going to get into this afternoon on Sparky's Midday Madness and the Rami Show a little bit later on during the break in the transition from the uh, big show to Sparky's Midday Madness, uh, Ben Gamble scored on an error and uh, Sawinski was safe at first base. Fielding error by Willie Adamas and uh, Chavis was safe at third on the air as well. So that tied the game up at one apiece. Still nobody out, men on first and third, and it looks like Craig Council coming out to get Brad Boxberger from the mound as we speak. So uh, we'll have a pitching change and a – or actually now it's 2-1. to one. What did I miss? Adam, what did I miss? How did it become 2-1? Sacrifice two to one? fly. Sacrifice fly now. So Castillo. Two, so uh, sacrifice fly by Castillo, you said? Oh, Correct. hang on one sec. Okay, so uh, now two to one. <laughs> and Craig counts a lot to get Brad Boxberger from the mound. You know, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on this show, but it is really the strangest ceremony in all of pro sports when a manager comes out to get a pitcher, isn't it? Like every other sport, the guy just runs to the sideline <laughs> when he's taken out of the game. Like the coach just goes, all right. Come on out, and he runs out on. The, in baseball, the manager goes up to the pitcher, and I. It's such. It's a normal thing to to us now. If you're a baseball fan, you've been watching it your whole life. You don't think twice about it. But think about how strange that is. That this dude walks from the dugout 
to the mound and says to the pitcher, all right, dude, uh, you're not good anymore. Give me that ball so I can get somebody in here who's better. Like that's, it's so demeaning and demoralizing and insulting when you think about the ceremony, the process of taking a pitcher out of the game. Am I right, Adam? Am I crazy in saying that? It's like a slow walk then to timeout. For the pitcher after you're done, like go sit in the corner. You just gave up a sack fly. We're playing the Pittsburgh freaking Pirates. It's now two to one. Go think about what you did, and you have to think about it until your next appearance. Imagine, whenever that is. Imagine if a left tackle is getting beat for like a quarter and a half. He's just getting beat, and the quarterback is taking a pounding, and the coach is like, "We got to make a change." And so he walks out onto the field, and he tells the left tackle, "He's like, hey, dude, you're done. I'm gonna st- and I'm gonna stand out here and wait for the next guy to come out and welcome him to the field because he's better than you." That would go over horribly <laughs> in Philadelphia. For Eagles players, I have to think. <laughs> if the whole stadium is just watching that right tackle just slowly trudge his way back to the sidelines, things start flying from the stands, drinks, batteries. It's a really weird thing we do in that sport. It's a very, very weird thing that we do in that sport. I don't know why I just thought of that. I mean, I've thought of it before. I don't know why I decided to just bring it up right now. But it's strange, man. It's 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 strange, okay? We got a lot coming up this afternoon, including um, if we're still on the air at 2.30, and it looks like we will be, this game being in the seventh inning. The guys on the big show had a discussion with Zach Gelb of CBS Sports Radio about tonight's NFL draft. That's coming your way at 2.30. And uh, later on the Rami Show, we'll talk about the loss of Chris Middleton for the Celtics series, and Pete Doherty is going to join me at 5.30. But with the draft tonight, NFL draft tonight, and Sparky and Gary have you covered from 6 until 11 for day one me of the NFL draft. And Adam Roberts. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to leave you out, buddy. Want to know what's going to make you really happy and what's going to what's going to make you upset in the NFL draft tonight? And it could be a specific guy. It could be a move, like a general move that you have in mind. What's going to make you real happy and what's going to make you real upset in the NFL draft tonight? 414-799-1250 or you can tweet the Rami Show at 1250 AM The Fan. It was uh, Brent Suter who came in on relief of Brad Boxberger to try and get out of this one out man on first jam in the bottom of the seventh inning. Pirates leading two to one. What's going to make you happy? What's going to make you upset tonight as you're taking in the draft with Gary and Sparky right here on 1250 AM The Fan? I'll start. You know what? I'll start with the bad. What should make you real unhappy? What should what should upset you? What should piss you off if you're a Packers fan tonight watching the NFL draft? And that is any any move away from getting Aaron Rodgers another weapon, whether that be a premier pass catching wide receiver or tight end, any move away from your best shot at getting Aaron Rodgers a another weapon. For that offense, and specifically, if you if you don't take any wide receivers in the first round or make any move for a wide receiver in the first round, I would be furious if I'm a Packers fan. And I've 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 tried to talk Packers fans down when when they've gotten upset about stuff like that in the past, and said, "Man, it's not it's 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 not." As, as as serious a situation as you think. It's not as bad as you think it is because we always, going into a draft, we, and especially in, in today's day and age, we want results right now. 
We want results now. We want guys drafted who are going to get up here and help the Packers win a Super Bowl right now. I want winners. Exactly. And more times than not, 95% of the time, that ain't what the draft is about. For most teams, and especially for the Green Bay Packers. And Brian Gutekunst said last week, that this that that the draft is about the long term the long view and the long term health of the franchise. I'm paraphrasing. And usually I would agree with him, but this year, man, this year is different. To go out and and sign Aaron Rodgers to the extension that you signed him to, and then trade Devontae Adams almost immediately after that. To not get Aaron Rodgers. Any more help that's ready right now. To not do that, would you'd be derelict in your duties as the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, Brian Gutekunst. You would be, you would be derelict in your duties as the general manager of the Green Bay Packers if you didn't go get this guy, somebody who can help him now. If there are no wide receivers drafted in the first round and nothing else done to help Aaron Rodgers now to get him some weapons and somebody who can make an impact the day they step on the field. And I think that's real hard to get in the draft. I mentioned this number a couple times yesterday. Since 2012, 326 receivers have been drafted into the NFL. 10 have gained 1,000 yards in their rookie season. So even if you get a wide receiver in the first round, chances are they won't be able to make a major impact right off the bat. But at least take a crack at that. And if the Packers... God forbid, trade out of the first round altogether, right? Going to make my night a lot more boring. (laughs) (laughs) It would not be the first time. I wouldn't be be surprised if they won't trade completely out of the first round with two picks there, but I wouldn't be surprised if they traded one of the two picks for more picks later in the draft, for like a second and a third. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. Like when I used to work in lacrosse, multiple times they would be – picking at like 29 or 30 or somewhere like way at the end of the first Mm -hmm. round and our show had a hard out time of 10 o'clock like that was just what the salespeople did it's like we're done we started at at six right we're done at 10 right and so they would be coming up at like 29 and it's like 954 955 it's like pick 27 and we're like all right, well, we got to go. It's been nice talking to you. Hey, uh, we'll recap tomorrow and uh, sit tight if you're by your TV. Oh, that, that pick's sucks. coming up real soon. <laughs> that sucks, dude. But So now we're going to 11 on our show tonight presented by Q Club of Wisconsin, so I don't have to worry about that. I can't imagine they'd trade completely out of the first round Me with both picks. But like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade one of the picks to get more later in the night or, or in the weekend. And even if they do what over at the Athletic, they had a uh, like a beat writer mock draft, and Matt Schneidman was picking for the Green Bay Packers. He covers them for the Athletic. And with the two picks that the Packers have in the first round, Adam, what do you think the reaction will be if this is what goes down tonight? Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah, at number twenty-two, and then uh, Devontae Wyatt, defensive lineman. Out of Georgia at number know. 28. We had a, a lot linebacker of and a D lineman that mentioned Wyatt as someone they would like them to pick up. So, in the I first mean, round, at least the callers from that perspective, they'll probably be kind of, eh, well, uh, Wyatt's good, but really wanted that big name. I, 
I can't I can't imagine if I'm a Packers fan being happy with not one wide receiver in the first round. I would be furious. Oh, I'm sure I'll hear it. I would be furious if I'm a Packers fan and there's not one wide receiver drafted in the first round. So that's what that's what would make me upset if I'm a Packers fan. What would make you upset? What would make you happy tonight on night one of the NFL draft? 414-799-1250. You can tweet the show at 1250 AM the fan. I'll tell you what I'm hoping for if I'm a Packers fan. And that's Roger Goodell. Is he going to be at a podium this year or sitting in a recliner? Do we know? Whatever it is, Roger Goodell, when it comes to 22 or 28, stepping to the podium and saying, we have a trade, and announcing that the Green Bay Packers went out and got Debo Samuel or DK Metcalf or A.J. Brown or much to Toby Altizer's chagrin, Terry McLaurin from the Washington Commanders. You know, I got so used to calling him the other name, and then I finally got used to calling him the Washington football team, and now I have to think real hard every time I say Washington Commanders. Are they sticking with this, or am I going to have to learn enough? Okay, good. Because my brain, you know, it doesn't work right. We are Commanders. (laughs) No, no, don't do that. Please don't do that. You got Sam back there doing it with you? No, we're (laughs) we're not doing that. I'm sorry. But that, that's what I'm hoping for if I'm a Packers fan tonight, is Roger Goodell steps to the podium and he says, we have a trade. And that trade includes getting Aaron Rodgers, a bona fide guy you know can step in today, not a rookie, guy you know can step in today and be his number one wide receiver. And there's, a, according to various reports, and who knows what's to believe and what's not as we get closer and closer to draft day, but according to various reports, there's four of them out there, man. There's four of them out there that want new contracts or want out. The four I just mentioned, Debo, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, and A.J. Brown. And I, I just, I, I got to believe that Brian Gutekunst has something in mind has a plan to go and get Aaron Rodgers a bona fide number one wide receiver and not expect it to be a, a, a rookie to step in and make up for at least some a, a good deal of the impact, 60% of the impact that Devontae had. Even asking 60% from a rookie is asking a lot of what Devontae, Devontae Adams did for you. you. You gotta go get this guy somebody, man. And if not, and I said this yesterday on the Rami show, and if this offense doesn't look the same, and if Aaron Rodgers isn't playing at an MVP level, keep your Aaron Rodgers slander to yourself. Because it will, it will not be on that guy. It'll be on Brian Gutekunst in this Packers front office being negligent, being derelict in their duty. Of expecting him to come in and, and, and for that off- him and that offense to perform at the level that it has the last couple of years without getting him somebody who's ready to step in right now and you know is ready to make an impact. That's what I'm hoping for if I'm a Packers fan watching the draft or listening to Sparky and Gary tonight at 6 o'clock, 6 to 11, right here on 1250 AM The Fan and your Odyssey app. Hey, uh, I have a little something for you. Do you This know? is not related to this show. It's mm-hmm. related to your actual show, mm-hmm. which you do from 3 to 6 most weekdays. Thank you. But I got the numbers in from your draft mockery yesterday. Oh, okay. Why don't we do that when we come back? Sure. Want to know what would make you happy? What would make you upset if you're a Packers fan? Night one of the NFL draft tonight, 414-799-1250. Tweet the show at 1250 AM. The fan, Rami in for Sparky. It's Sparky's Midday Madness. I've had talks with the team, and they said this is not a thing that's happening. Uh, There's no trade that's going to happen. 
Uh, and like I said, we just focus on football, getting better, learning the system, and seeing where it's going to take us this year. That was Darren Waller, Raiders tight end with Zach Gelb, saying a trade is not happening. The rumored trade to the Green Bay Packers, or at least rumored that they were pursuing him ahead of the draft tonight. So that's one target for Aaron Rodgers that won't be coming to Green Bay, but they got to they got to get him somebody, in my opinion. And that would be the thing that would make me real happy if I'm a Packers fan is Roger Goodell steps to the podium tonight and says, we have a trade, and that in trade includes somebody like or one of the following, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, or Terry McLaurin. And I'd be real upset if not only do they not do that, but they go the entirety of not one, not getting him any weapons, not in a trade, not in the first round, nothing. That would be unfair to Aaron Rodgers and unfair to you, Packers fans. What would make you real happy? What would make you upset in tonight's night one of the NFL draft? 414-799-1250. You can tweet the show at 1250am. The fan Rami and for Sparky on the madness today. Brews trailing 2-1 to one now to the Pirates. That game in the top of the eighth inning. You heard Tim Gene Wagner plumbing baseball postgame show coming up as soon as that game is over. The one place to not only watch your favorite sport but also show off your own competitive skills is Q Club of Wisconsin. There's plenty of TVs to watch the games while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. How about their food, you say? Their menu has all your favorites from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries, plus piled I'm not going to do this, am I? Adam, you want to well, take a crack Every at time it? you've done this, uh, you've turned it over to me. <laughs> all right. You want to set um, me up again? Uh, sure. Their menu has all your favorites from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled high with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. You See, went real low with the high. Yeah, time. you went real low with the high. I like it. Beautiful I like it. beautiful irony. Change it up sometimes. Change it up. Again, Bruce trailing 2-1. to one. Tim in the postgame show coming up as soon as that game is over. What would make you real happy? What would make you real upset tonight on night one of the NFL Draft Packers fans? 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250am. The fan Patrick did that. Shot us a tweet. He said, uh, I want three pass catchers in the first five picks with preferably Jelani Woods in the third round. He can run. If the Packers don't take two receivers in the first four picks, I will be mad. We've needed a number two receiver for four years now. Now we don't have a one or a two. I would agree with half of that second thought that he had there. Y'all are going to miss Marquez, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. You're go, you, you might not have known what you had in that dude when he was here. You're going to miss him because his impact goes, beyond, first of all, just one of the best, better deep threats in the NFL, and, and the numbers spell that out. He's been one of the better deep threats in the NFL when he's been healthy for the last two or three years. And also, what he does to defenses with his speed and just the threat that he's going to take the top off a of defense – Changes the way that teams can play against you. And I didn't even bring that up in the in the first segment of the show. I talked about Devontae Adams in the absence of him. You lost Adams and, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling in one offseason, man. In one offseason. That makes it all the more urgent that you at least use one of your first-round picks on a receiver tonight and... Really, what they should be doing is trading for for a bona fide number one wide receiver to help Aaron Rodgers out. 
Rex Ratio says A, nothing, and B, everything. So no matter what happens tonight, Rex Ratio is going to be pissed off. Really covering all the bases, Rex. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I think that's not just Packers fans. That's a lot of NFL fans on draft night, man, because let's be real. Like, leading up to the draft, you uh, fans and guys who do what we do for a living, you do a lot of cramming and research, and, like, you pick out your two or three guys that you want, and then everybody else is trash because you don't, you don't know everybody on the draft board. None of us know. I mean, I guess a few people in my business probably know everybody Toby on the draft board. Toby probably knows everyone. Yeah, Toby might know everybody on the draft board, but most people don't know everybody on the draft board. So you have your heart set, you have your mindset on one or two guys, maybe three or, or, or a position or two where you want to see them go. And if they don't do that, well, you're going to be pissed off. You have no idea what they just did. My favorite is like painted face guys. And 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 mask guys that are dressed up like mascots at the NFL draft, and they're getting upset over the pick. They're, really, there's nothing funnier than painted face guy or mascot guy upset or sad at any sporting event. But you see it more often than any other sporting event at the draft because they have no idea. They have no clue. They just know it wasn't that one guy or that one position that they wanted them to draft. How many times do you see on draft night of like, highlight reels of of past picks by a certain team and the crowd just booing the hell out of them and then a highlight reel of that guy showing you why all those idiots were wrong <laughs> that, that 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 perfectly encapsulates rex ratio's tweet when he says what would make him happy is nothing and what would make him angry is everything it's pretty close to that for a lot of nfl fans going into the draft Patrick tweets in, says, Packers have four Pat Connaughton's at wide receiver right now. So, yeah, if Goody doesn't take a wide receiver in the first round, I won't be able to sleep tonight. I would be happy with a wide receiver at 22 and an edge rusher at 28 tonight. Yeah, I read uh, Matt Schneidman's um, mock picks for the Packers in the Athletics mock draft that they did with their beat writers. And, again, he had Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. And uh, Devontae, Devontae Wyatt, defensive lineman out of Georgia. And I'm going to be real, real with you guys. It's kind of a theme on the Rami show. Very transparent. I keep it 100. Brought that from the Wendy's Big Show. Not the biggest draft guy, but I've heard both these guys find football players. That's what I hear through the grapevine. Some good football players. Devin Lloyd and, uh, and Devontae Wyatt. I hear they're good football players. I don't know, but that's what I hear. And if they took one of those two... With one of their two first-round picks, fine, no problem. Cool. Defensive linemen, linebackers, that's something that this team kind of needs. So, sure, yeah, get one of those guys. But get Aaron Rodgers some help, man. Do not ask him to go into the season with Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, Amari Rodgers, Mari Cooper would be good. And, you know, a bunch of guys who I didn't bother blogging to memory. Patrick tweets in. Oh, no, I already read Patrick's. He has the four Pat Connaughton's. And you know what? That's no knock on Pat Connaughton. It's fine. Pat Connaughton is fine, but you're not going to win with a, a whole team of Pat Connaughton's or a whole unit of Pat Connaughton's at a particular position when it comes to the NFL. And Tone says, I would love it. Let me rephrase. I want 
Devin Lloyd or Quay Walker with one of the number ones and a safety or D-line with the other number one. Then I want Pierce from Cincy, McCribe, the tight end, and Tobert or Pickens in the second with those two picks. I'm really surprised that, and here's another one. This is from Joey. says, LOL, all caps, LOL. Seriously? You people act like a wide receiver in the first is some sort of magic pill. They have a long time to figure out wide receiver before September. I guess that's a fair point. But I would think that if any of these guys that I'm talking about or anybody the caliber of these guys that I'm talking about, Debo, DK, A.J. Brown, or, Mc- or McLaurin, if they're going to get traded, I would imagine it would be on, on or before draft day. And if not, that means that they're playing hardball with these guys and they're willing to take it to, to a standoff at training camp. Because wh- why would you trade one of those guys to, for probably no draft assets until next year when with all those teams that we're talking about, I guess Seattle aside maybe, you're talking about teams that want to compete right now. I'm, I'm really surprised that there, there's, less, there's less urgency than I thought, it seems, in Packers Nation, and and Adam said something to that effect in the last couple of days when he's been here talking draft on the Wendy's Big Show with those guys. The 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 lack of urgency or or the the small minority it seemed not small minority but maybe a minority of Packers fans that would be okay with no wide receivers in the first round. Do y'all just expect Aaron Rodgers to do all the work? Is that what this is? That's because that's not fair. If you're expecting Aaron Rodgers to do all the work, it's simply not fair. Expect a, expect a drop off in the offense. Maybe you're maybe what you guys are thinking is maybe you're using the old Rami, the, the old Makloff theorem. The fewer points the opponent scores, the fewer points you need to score to win a game. And the inverse is also true. Man, maybe that's what you guys are going with. Go ahead and build up this defense. Use the first-round picks on defense. Build up the defense so you don't have to rely on Aaron Rodgers in the offense as much. Which, there's there's some credence to that theory, but to a degree. You still want this to be a high-powered offense. And even with a guy at the quarterback position as good as anybody who's ever played the position, he can't do it all by himself. And he can't do it with the wide receiver core that they have right now. After losing your number one and number two wide receiver, Kyle says, would not be disappointed at all if they don't trade for another wide receiver. They have three veteran wide receivers in-house. Go get two of Williams, Pickens, Pierce, or Olave, and a tight end and be set for next season and beyond. So at least he's saying draft one in the first round. At least he's going that far. And that, if I'm a Packers fan, would make me happy. What would make me ecstatic is if they if, if they trade for one of these bona fide number one wide receivers that are maybe on the market right now. We'd like to hear what would make you happy, what would make you upset in night one of the NFL draft tonight, 414-799-1250. Or you can tweet the show at 1250 AM the fan. Was that a bunt hit? No, they called him out. Oh, he was safe? Oh, they called him safe. Christian Yelich. Laying down the bunt for a hit. Oh, small ball people loving that. Oh, man. Small ball people all over Milwaukee just erupting in cheers today. 
We're going to hear from Zach Gelb, CBS Sports Radio, his draft conversation with the guys on the Wendy's Big Show here in just a moment. The current weather in Wisconsin is ever-changing from warm and sunny to rain, chilly, or even snowflakes. But when it comes to enjoying the best in quality food for your family's dinner table, one thing is constant, the delicious meat options from Robert's Specialty Meats. Paul Roberts was raised on a farm, trained in meat processing, and will help you select and prepare, that's important, and prepare the meats that you enjoy. Cool evenings are ideal for serving a Robert's original, the Al Capone Italian Roast, combining several meats, cheeses, and seasonings into one awesome meal, which can be cut to size to suit your needs. And with outdoor grilling season kind of upon us, you'll find over 30 varieties of sausages and brats from mild to hot at Roberts. Call them today at 262-549-MEAT for the best selection. And when you visit, make sure to sample some of their original beef sticks or jerky, the perfect reward for doing those spring chores. And check them out online at robertsspecialtymeatswalkershaw.com for more money-saving Coupons and for the best in meats, shop Robert Specialty Meats, your hometown butcher. Hit a quick break. On the other side, Zach Gelb, CBS Sports Radio. You'll hear from him on Sparky's Midday Madness. Ooh, Brewers threatening. Started with a Christian Yelich bunt base hit. How do you get the second, Sam? Who got the base hit after Christian Yelich to move him to second? Wong and then Narvaez. Yeah, a little seeing. I saw the little seeing eye single, one of my favorite phrases in baseball. A little seeing eye single down the third base line to load the bases, just one out with the Brewers trailing two to one, top of the ninth inning. Tim Allen and the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show brought to you by Jim Dandy's coming up as soon as that game is over. NFL Draft Night tonight. Sparky Gary have night one for you starting at 6 here on 1250 AM. The Fan, Barton Toby have night two starting at 6 tomorrow night right here on The Fan and on your Odyssey app. Zach Gelb of CBS Sports Radio. Actually, hold on quickly before I do that. Uh, we have action, ladies and gentlemen, out there in the ballpark in uh, Pittsburgh. It's the Brewers doing a little something. <laughs> something what happened there sam i looked up and there are runners running across the plate what happened uh so mccutcheon just had a line drive off the second baseman's glove i assume they're gonna uh score this as a single let me see this this is a replay so i'm not giving live accounts of major league baseball yeah that's that's a hit he had to jump really high in the air and still just barely got over his glove into right field. So two-run score. Brewers lead 3-2. to two. Tim Allen is losing his mind as we speak, and he'll be on these airwaves as soon as that game is over. But Zach Gelb of CBS Sports Radio joined the guys on the Wendy's Big Show earlier today to talk some NFL draft and start off by talking about Gelb's guest yesterday on the Zach Gelb Show. Heard weeknights at 6 right here on The Fan. Darren Waller, Vi- Vikings. I got the wrong kind of pirate. The uh, the Raiders tight end and the trade rumors swirling around him. Here on the show, I think we still might think he might get moved. Uh, what what are your thoughts on Waller? Why do you think he's going to get moved? I, like This is the oh. one thing that I just don't understand. Why would the Raiders, other than contract, why would the Raiders want to trade him? The interesting part about this is, so Aaron Nagler, Chief Head TV, does his thing. Okay, fine. Then I see a couple other people on on Packers Twitter saying they had heard something similar. So then we reached out to Bill Williamson, who covers the Raiders uh, uh, for um, SB Nation, has his website, used to cover the Packers back in the day, then the Broncos. He said he heard the same thing involving the Devontae Adams deal when that all was going down. 
um, that Nagler did, but never ran with it. Didn't know if it was solid enough info uh, on the sourcing that he had on it, so he didn't go with it. So apparently everybody had heard the same thing involving Waller and the Packers and Goody's interest in uh, him. My only thought on this whole deal is if the Raiders feel like they've got enough offense now with Adams and Renfro and Jacobs at running back and Carr, uh, and they want back into the first round to help fill another void, that would make sense. Or, as you asked him about the extension, if he's looking for an extension and they don't want to pay him the money that the agent's looking for and they can get max value for him now with two years left on his deal, that would also make sense. If it's contractually, then it definitely does make sense. And the Packers should definitely be interested in Darren Waller. You know, I'm interested in in dating Beyonce, but I think we all know I have no chance of actually dating Beyonce. So they should definitely have interest. I just look at this from the Raiders' perspective. It would be foolish to me to trade Darren Waller. And if it's contractually, you find a way to give him more money, and he's deserving of more money. You look at that division, it is an absolute mess. In a, in a good way uh, as a football fan, but that's going to be such a, a tough road. We have Kansas City, how many weapons the Chargers have, and the Broncos just getting Russell Wilson. You took Darren Waller off that team, sure. We all know Devontae Adams, and you guys know better than anyone, is the best wide receiver in the league. And you also have uh, Hunter Renfro there, who's just a thousand one yard wide receiver. But if you could line up with Waller in the red zone, too, and those three headed attack with Carr throwing the football, uh, that is something that's going to be tough to stop. You take away Waller. Sure, trying to stop Devontae Adams is extremely tough, but it does make it a little bit easier. No, it does. And I was saying to this earlier, Zach, you look at uh, the AFC right now, and even with Waller, the Raiders are not even a favorite to make the Super Bowl. I mean, they made a big move for Devontae. I don't hear the Raiders talking Super Bowl at all after the Devontae Adams move. It feels like they just made the move. Devontae wanted to come home. That's great. But normally when you're making moves like that, it is to get to the Super Bowl. I don't hear that much out of Raider Nation about Super Bowl. Well, I think it is overshadowed just because how tough that division is. Because when you go trade for Devontae Adams, that's a win-now move for a team that had to deal with a lot of awful things off the field last year and was still a playoff team last year. made the wild card, and if Carr could have came through on the clutch in that final drive, uh, they could have beat and probably should have beat Cincinnati in that game in the jungle. So you're not wrong, Gary, where I think you have to separate it. The Raiders probably think they can compete for a Super Bowl, but I think the average fan looks at that division, and this is no disrespect to the Raiders. If you tell me they finished second in the division this year, uh, you could talk me into it. But I look at them right now as the fourth team in that division, just out of respect for what Kansas City has done, and you have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I like the trajectory that Justin Herbert's showing. And Russell Wilson, I know he has not played good football the last year and a half, but that was the Broncos team who stunk, uh, who was seven wins last year, and they had no quarterback last year because the quarterback stunk in Bridgewater and then also Drew Locke, and you add in who I still think is a top-ten quarterback in Russell Wilson. So I just think those three teams just pop a little bit more, but let's remember the Raiders didn't make the playoffs last year, and that was without Devontae Adams. I agree with you. I think they're fourth, too. He has Zach Gelb, CBS Sports Radio. Catch him weeknights on CBS Sports Radio. Follow him on Twitter at Zach Gelb. He's live in Las Vegas, home of the NFL Draft, coming up later tonight. See, I would think – I doing, Zach? It's Leroy Butler. See, I would think they got to build on that defense. So I would trade Waller. I mean, you already have Max Crosby, who I think is one of the top – three pass rushers in the game. Now you got Chandler Jones. Build that defense up. And Josh McDaniels, now this is his second time getting a bite at this apple. He got to get this right. He got enough firepower with Josh Jacobs and those guys. And you talked about receivers on the Renfro. 
if there's a chance for them, like the Packers, to get a guy that can give them some guaranteed money, put four years of those votable years on the back of those two years, and he's fine. So now there's no pressure to go get receivers in the draft. I would do that. Both teams kind of win with this. But I also, Zach, I think sometimes when these kind of rumors or trades come out before the draft, it wakes up another team to say, I didn't know this guy was available. If you're Minnesota, whatever you have to have, if you could put in with Jefferson and Adam Thielen I, and you know one of the best running backs when he's healthy, Dalvin Cook, now you got enough firepower to score on anybody. Yeah, and you bring up a good point. And just because Darren Waller tells me last night that he talked to the Raiders and says that the Raiders, <laughs> Leroy, don't, yeah. they're not going to trade him, right. you know, you, you, you could take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. Now, a little bit different <laughs> scenario. We saw the Rams do that with golf. We saw Seattle do that with Russell Wilson. So maybe there is something more to it. I, it this, just, this, this one just doesn't pass. And no disrespect to Aaron. Um, I'm not all that familiar with him, but, you know, he has a great reputation uh, from Packers fans. I just don't get the motive here from the Raiders to trade Waller. That's mm-hmm. one that, that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me, especially when they improved the defense last year and added some pieces in, in free agency uh, this past offseason, uh, as you mentioned with Chandler Jones. Yeah, you, it was just an amazing interview. I mean, uh, and Steve, uh, we got one of our good friends said we should listen to you, which we do all the time, but I was with my son doing something. And the way you asked the questions was brilliant because – you took him where you wanted to go, and then you landed on that and gave him a chance to kind of explain it. And I think the other good thing about it, real quick, I got about 20 seconds, he's about the contract. That's very important to know, you know, is, did you guys put this out? Did the team put this out? Did you maybe want a new yep. contract? That was great. Great interview. Check great. it out. Good Zach Gelb, CBS Sports Radio. Check him out weeknights on CBS Sports Radio, live from the draft. They got their draft special coming up tonight on CBS Sports Radio as well. Follow him on Twitter at yeah. Zach Gelb. Zach, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Draft the receiver tonight. Let's go. That was Zach Gelb on with the guys on the Wendy's Big Show earlier today talking some NFL draft and some of the rumors swirling about about the NFL draft. Again, Sparky, Gary, they have you covered 6 to 11 right here on 1250 AM. The Fan for night one. Barton Toby got night two covered for you tomorrow. Brought to you by the Q Club of Waukesha. I agree with what Zach said about the whole Darren Waller thing. If if the Vikings, I keep saying, why do I keep saying the Vikings? If the Raiders could get away with not trading Darren Waller and acquiring Devontae Adams, why would they want to trade him now? Unless, unless, unless the contract situation has become untenable and he absolutely wants out of there, then I guess I could understand that. But hearing him with Zach Gelb yesterday on CBS Sports Radio, that doesn't appear to be the case at all. It sounds like he's happy to stay in Las Vegas. I'm sure he'd like a new deal. He has two years left on his current one, and none of the money in those two years is is fully guaranteed. So I'm sure he'd like a new deal, but it doesn't sound like they're at the point of a standoff by any means where he could be forcing his way out. And if I can keep Darren Waller, I'm keeping Darren Waller. Why would I include him in a deal when I just skated by and getting Devontae Adams without including that guy? Uh, that, that, that would make absolutely zero sense to me. 
Brewers lead 3-2 to two in the bottom of the ninth. Devin Williams on to try and close it out. Nobody out, still facing his first batter, 2-2 two, two count right now. It's Rami in for Sparky on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM The Fan. We're going to talk some bucks when uh, this turns back into the Rami show later after Brewers postgame. But uh, did want to take a peek around the rest of the NBA playoffs and some of the action last night and some of the action coming up tonight. We'll do that next. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan. It's the Robbie show, 1250. No, it's not. I'm sorry. The music, man. The music. You know, Sparky has his own music. I have my own music. This is my music. So I thought it was my show. Muscle memory is a very powerful thing. Brewers uh, still lead three to two. Devin Williams got one out while we were on a commercial break. So one out in the bottom of the ninth as they try to hang on to that lead and uh, complete the sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I didn't realize this till Tim said it in the promo and Tim Allen and the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show coming up as soon as this game is over. They won eight of their last ten. Sammy, did you know that they've won eight of their last ten? I did, but it doesn't feel like it. Doesn't it feel like it. That's what I'm saying. These games, they're just they're scraping for runs yeah, usually. Dude. Aside it's, from their, you know, twelve run barrage. It's more angst than you'd usually get from a team that's that's won eight out of ten. Is, and I think that's why it doesn't feel like it. But, man, W's are W's at the end of the day. If this team is clicking when the season is over and they got that division championship and they got a good high seed in the playoffs, that's all that matters. Eat them W's, Sam. Eat them W's. Shout out to Jameis Winston. <laughs> Jameis Winston once said. Two outs now in the bottom of the ninth. We'll get more into the Bucks later, but Sam, last night was exact. That was exactly what the Bucks needed. That that right. Remember, I said don't play with your food, and I used the analogy of a, like a cat that brings something home, like a bird or a little mouse or something, and they just play around with it. They bat it around. They play with it. And you know what? I didn't want them to do that with the Bulls last night. I wanted a nice, easy victory. I wanted Giannis on the on the bench for most of the fourth quarter, and that was exactly what we got. And it, and 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 it had that had to make Bucks fans happy. Now it's on to the Boston Celtics, and apparently no Chris Middleton for the entirety of that series. We'll get more into that later. But watching that game last night was like it was it was like taking a good because the Bucks have you know we've talked about this. They've had lapses and kind of a, a, a propensity to, to 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 not show up for for certain games at certain points for seemingly no good reason. And I didn't want to see that last night. So a good sigh of relief. For me, from the Bucks' standpoint, in getting a nice, easy win last night over the Chicago Bulls, as they should. Not a good team and without Zach Levine and Caruso. Yeah. So. I mean, I said, too, last night, to use another analogy, I used the karate kid, show no mercy. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like you said, you just wanted them to blow them out. And I think I said, put your fangs in the windpipe and end this thing. You did. I believe is what I said, yeah. And they did. And at the end of the day, too, like, Shrew Holiday didn't have a great game, but Pretty much everybody else stood, you know, stepped up. And then the thing I love the most, too, is Pat Connaughton finally had a game this series. So it is, builds good habits going into the Boston that, series. And that is one of the things I was looking for in that game is uh, Patty C to heat up a little bit. We'll talk about the loss of Chris Middleton, some of the implications of that. Looking ahead to the Boston series, get back to some NFL draft talk with uh, the Rami show a little bit later on. Around 4, 4.30, but it is a final out in Pittsburgh. The Brewers come away with a 3-2 victory. The sweep, their ninth win in 11 games, and a fired up Tim Allen is coming at you next with the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies. I'm Robbie Makloff, been in for Sparky on Sparky's Midday Madness. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.